Nice cigar. I almost said cigarette. Cigar. You some kind of dummy. What are you doing? This is my beauty sleep. What is it with you? You you idiot. You dummy. Shut your mouth. Shut your pie. I'm cold. I'm cold. Shut the window. What is this? A meat locker? I'm cold. Shut Love the it. Love it. Oh, you knew we were going to bust out those impressions. He was going to bust out the cigar. Still wrapped up in the... <laughs> the last time I smelled... It took me two fucking days to get the cigar smell out of yeah. this basement. Oh, the last I'm sure. Time I, I decided it was a good idea to smoke down here. Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. freaking wrapper. No. Probably not a good idea to do that down there. Yeah, we What's was happening? dumb as hell. It was yeah. dumb as hell. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Batman the Fanimated Stream. I, of course, Dave the Film Junkie with me as always, Mr. Scott McClellan. How's it going? It's going. What can I it, say? It's going. Boy. Yeah. I'm a what scout master. About? Yeah. We're going to have a lot of that. We're going to have a lot of that, Uh, you know. Oh my God. This episode time. is like all the things that make me happy. <laughs> it really is. That's right, guys. We're, uh, we're going to be uh, discussing Read My Lips. That's right. I oh, wish there was no new taxes, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I totally just went into a George H.W. Bush impression. <laughs> you know, I don't know why. Read my lips. And I'm glad you caught that for some reason. It just came out. I don't know why. Wow. That you know, you know what that was pulled from? It wasn't like it was pulled from me watching that. It was pulled from hot shots. There's a part in hot shots where you actually hear that. That's where I pulled that from. There you go, guys. That's where I pulled that. You actually hear that clip when he's like freaking out in the cockpit and you hear for some reason randomly you just hear read my lips. No new taxes. But whew. yeah, that's right. Memory just fired off big time right there. But yes, we're uh, we're going to be talking about this. We've got Scarface. We've got the ventriloquist. It's Which interestingly enough, they never call him by his actual name. No. Like when I took notes, I, I just called him dummy. <laughs> Because because typing out ventriloquist, not always easy. You know, it's a longer name. So dummy, simple, typing fast, just made it easier. So I just called him dummy. Yeah, uh, well, I want to take a minute here because, you know, okay. we always love to respect the comics on this show. Yes. And so, of course, the character, the first ventriloquist who this is, is based on, uh, his name was Arnold Wesker, uh, created in 1988, co-created by John Wagner, Alan Grant, and, Nor and Norm Brayfogle. And of right. course, we lost Alan Grant like two months ago. We did. British, British yeah. uh, comic book writer, but he co created, he was running on Detective Comics. I've mentioned this before that his run on Detective Comics, one of his issues was my very first Batman comic I ever owned. But he was really? the co creator of The Ventriloquist and, Star and Scarface. Nice. Well, there you go. There's your little history lesson right here when it comes to, you know, giving respect to the source material. And I mean, it's funny, too, because when you have a character like this, I mean, this is another, you know, this is a multiple personality disorder thing. I mean, it's and it's it's interesting, too, because, man, just watching this episode and how it plays out. I mean, of course, the storytelling is just great and how they approach this whole thing and how there's some callbacks to that. Even Batman says, I know I caught that, that too. I was yes. so happy about like, that. Okay. We got some okay. connection to you. Uh, you know, and, and, and it's just, it's, in, it's just interesting because, you know, you got essentially 
this is what I love about Batman villains. They're just so unique. This is why Batman has the best villains. You literally have a gangster villain, but it's a fucking puppet. It's a it's a dummy. I mean, and I love how he calls him dummy. How he calls him dummy, yeah. Yeah, even though he's a dummy, you know, and, and it's just like you got this guy. He's bald. He's got the, the gray hair. He wears these big glasses. And he's Which you can like, never oh. see the pupils. It's never so see creepy. The Yes. It's so creepy. Um, by the way, a couple of other things I wanted to point out here. Um, okay. Do you notice, and, and we could, pro- since we're talking about the character right now, it, I yeah. think it's fun to talk about this now. Yeah. But does the dummy, does Scarface look familiar to you? He kind of does. There's something about him that does, but I didn't really connect it. Well, do you know it- where the name Scarface originally comes from? Well, I mean, obviously, you always want to go back to the Scarface movies, but I think there's something that goes even further. So what? Uh, Scarface was the nickname for Al Capone. That's right. There you go. And if you, had, yeah. and if you look at the dummy, he looks it, like Al Capone. That's it, right. it looks like Al Capone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, it's designed by that. Yeah. Ah, uh, should it? Yeah, totally. I again, brain, whatever, end of the weekend. But yes, but uh, that's good. That's good. Al Capone. Uh, we always forget that he had that nickname. And uh, oh, because yeah, he he had this like yeah, I mean, he had that big, big huge scar, like big right huge scar head. that went down his face. Absolutely, it's a good um, little thing. I also want to point out this episode. While the story was co-written by uh, Michael Reeves and Alan Burnett, the mm-hmm. script was written by Joe Lansdale. Who uh, Joe Lansdale is a uh, is was I think I, I do believe he's still with us uh, a Texas novelist who mm-hmm. r- wrote a lot of horror and mysteries. But as far as Batman the animated series is concerned, his first episode he wrote was Perchance to Dream with Mad Hatter. Then he wrote this episode, and then later in season two he wrote Showdown. Okay, which one's Showdown again? That's the Jonah Hex episode. Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. So he he liked... Okay, so basically he liked characters that wear hats. <laughs> oh, no, wait, he's from Texas. And he, and he True. Loves, oh, yeah. He's so from he Texas, and he loves ah. this pulp. And he loves this pulp stuff. Pulp. So yeah. we get all the... So, you know, in Showdown, we get, like, the old Westerns. And yep. then in this one, we get some grade-A, like, pulp noir going on all through oh yeah right episode. at the beginning man with the the score i mean like you get that jazz really oh going God. to really surely like really went for it in this episode because i mean it was like you, you had the stand-up bass you had the snare drum and then you had that clarinet that would really mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah it was it was so great to hear like not an orchestral score but like this really serious like Boom, 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 boom. He actually had a jazz band there. Right. It was was more like a jazz trio at that point because then the orchestra would come in. It was so good. So good. And, uh, you know, it was Batman Day, of course, on Saturday, which, of course, you know, hopefully you guys watched something Batman. I watched The Batman last night. Um, Fell asleep. Bat Wheels. You watched Bat (laughs) Wheels? Hey, that's something. Something. Yeah, the first episode dropped. I think yesterday was the day the first episode dropped. Well, there so, you go. I didn't even know when that was dropping. So there you go. Batwheels now on HBO okay. Max. Right? HBO Max and on Cartoon Network. Nice. Uh, but um, I have to I have to tell one thing that just okay. gave, golf clap, golf clap. So you know the 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 bat vehicles get brought to life. Yeah. Well, the villain vehicles get brought to life too. And you want to know what they call the team up of the villain vehicles? What? 
I'm sorry. It made me smile. <laughs> the Legion of Zoom. Ah, there it is. I was going, I was thinking, I was like, how do you make Legion of Doom into something? Yeah, the Legion of Zoom. Nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. It took the little, the little, the little, the six year old. Gave me you a little tickle. Gave you a little tickle. Yeah, yeah. gave me a little tickle. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but yeah, it was Batman Day, and and uh, you know, uh, you retweeted something, and then I re immediately retweeted. But yeah, of actually Shirley Walker on the. Well, that was a show. Year. That was Chris. No, that wasn't Carter. him. But it was Shirley. Like it was like the. The actual, score. you know, yeah, the score and hearing the score and and doing all that, and I thought that was like, wow, that was just something pretty magical when, uh, uh, when I saw that on there and just listened to it, I blasted it too yesterday. I was like, holy shit, just hearing it, hearing the score on the piano like that was just like, oh, it was just and have really a musician good. explain yes. musically what it's doing is yeah. like, oh yes, yeah, that's why we love this damn score so damn much. So, uh, yeah, but it, like, again, it starts off with just that jazz starts off with a boxing match. I mean, oh, that, it's that just so like film noir, like, yes, 40, like, like a boxing right match. away. Yeah. Got two guys just going at it. I mean, animation's great in this episode too. I mean, even when the boxers are going, you got like the dude, like the black eye, you know, and just everything. And they're just, uh, going back and forth. And I love the transition when they're like, you know, they're flapping like the program and then it turns into money, like goes right yes, into like, money. That old and I listened, this is an episode uh, that had a commentary track on it. And, uh -huh. and they talked about those. That was all the storyboard artists came up with those ideas of those transitions. And I'm just like, cause it was beautiful. I just love those transitions, the way they do it like that. But yeah, so basically, you know, it's yeah behind the scenes, you got the, all this money flowing. So you got some guards coming in to like take the money that was basically, I don't know, one or what the, the, the tickets. No, that it's they the got. gate. It, 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 you know, it was from the, the gate. So, yeah. 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 So, and then, of course, a heist happens. And you know what? I mean, there's like some good heist. It's like a good opening heist um, kind of little thing that we've seen that we get here, you know, with uh, with Scarface's goons. Of course, you got one who's really, really big. We got Rhino, who's in this very huge guy. He's oh, by the way, I'll, I have a story about who who voices Rhino. Oh, nice. Go oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's some voice talk to talk about in this episode. Uh -huh. Um so the voice of Rhino, and we don't actually hear him speak until later, is Earl Bowen. Earl Bowen. That's a strong name. Do you know who it is? No. It's the psychiatrist from the Terminator movies. No shit. Yes. I because I, I was like that. That name did kind of ring a little bit about. No shit. That is him. That's him. Dude. Totally playing against type. <laughs> because. I am blown away right now that, wow, wow, that's him, Dr. Yeah. Silverman? Jesus yes. Christ, holy crap. I would not, I would not have guessed that in a, in a million tries that that was him. Holy shit, you just blew my mind. Blew my mind. That's, that's what I'm crazy. here for. I mean, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. As soon as I figured that out, I was like, oh, Dave is going to lose it tonight. Yeah, because I didn't, I, I try not to look unless I recognize it, you know, like your uh, uh, Tom Matheson or whatever the hell you're like, or, you know, whoever, like if it sounds familiar, cool. I can probably pinpoint it, but I did, would not have guessed that. Now I kind of, uh, I, I want to go back and listen to see if I could hear a little bit of his voice. He's totally putting on a voice. Like he's Dude. totally. Wow. That is crazy, man. I'm mind blown, guys. Mind blown. But uh, yeah, so they're trying to transfer the money. And of course, a heist happens, which um, 
Um, I mean, it's pretty legit, like, heist. They have to, like, they, of course, just turn off the power. They grab the bags, beat everybody up, and then they have to, like, they have to go up to the roof through a vent using spikes on their mm-hmm. feet and, you know, or on their hands, at least. And I love and how, their like, feet. It, it, yeah, it, 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 it off their feet. Yeah, it, it was their feet. feet. Yeah. So basically, Spider-Man your way up this vent. And I love how, like, Rhino, since he's so big, he just has one of the guys on his shoulders. Yes. <laughs> Hey, save some spikes. You know, the, the, the guy, he's probably the smallest guy in the crew. He was the, so, he was the yeah, smallest he's guy. He's the smallest yeah. guy in the crew, so why not let, let you know, let the other two do the climbing and let Rhino, you know, just right on his shoulders, which I thought was was uh, pretty cool. But, of course, they go to the roof. But, man, do they just like, hey, you just got this truck that just, just comes in. It's got some mattresses. There you go. Don't even they think jump 13 stories, no problem, <laughs> you know. Why not? I, you know, especially with somebody like Rhino, that thing would have freaking just went kagoosh. Like yeah, the suspension yeah. of that would have just when went. That truck is gone. No, no. Yeah. There's... <laughs> there's no way. No way. But hey. Hey, bad. by the way, I looked at the marquee and I don't think this is intentional at all. But me being the DC Comics nerd, I just yeah. my brain couldn't help but like fire because we just watched a boxing match. We yeah. don't see the last name of this boxer, but the marquee calls him Mad Dog Ted. And of course, all I can think of is Ted Grant, Wildcat from the JSA, who was a boxer, actually taught Batman how to box. So I'm just like, my brain is like, it's probably I'm pretty not. sure you're probably right on the money, though. I mean, that sounds the way that you just explained that. There's no way that that was coincidence. They're just like, I put that. No, no. I think you nailed it right there. There's no way that they didn't. That was coincidence. That's pretty awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just it's my brain. My brain. Yeah, your like that. brain went off. So you started, you know, taking the, the, the yarn and you started just like. Oh, connecting. I Charlie dated it so Oh, hard. you Charlie dated. No, no, that was that was that's awesome right there. Yeah, there's no way that's too. No, no. If he's a boxer, no, no, there's no way that they that was uh, any kind of coincidence at all. Um, but yeah, so uh, and then, of course, they get away. And then, of course, they uh, get to a mannequin warehouse, which is creepy. <laughs> Anytime there's like a mannequin so warehouse, oh my God, it's just always like a creepy vibe to it because you have all these parts and like, you know, just lifeless apparently, bodies. Apparently, it's an homage to and I haven't watched this movie yet. Tim and I are going to do it eventually on Squadcast movies, but apparently it's an homage to Stanley, one of Stanley Kubrick's, not his very first movie, but like his second movie was called The Killers, and it was a mm. black and white, like heist gangster kind of movie. And apparently, okay. there, there's according to the commentary, it was some kind of homage to that film. Really? Wow. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever even heard of that movie. I I've heard of it. Uh, was it the kill? No, it wasn't the kill. I don't know. There's a movie called The Killers that's based on a Hemingway story, and then there's The Killing. And mm. now mm. I'm getting it mm, kind of mixed up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it's the because I don't know. The Killing is like kind of ringing in my brain. Maybe I have heard of that. That sounds familiar. <sighs> That doesn't, I don't know. Anyways, um, uh, but yeah, it's always a creepy vibe. And then, of course, we get introduced to Scarface and the ventriloquist. And uh, then, of course, they do that really cool, like, you know, newspaper montage because they're pulling off heists. So, of course, you're going to get like that, which is all that old. I mean, it always reminds me of like a Jim, uh, not, uh, a Dick Tracy kind of vibe. Oh, yeah. you know? well, by the way, did you hear this, the, the music while the, uh, the newspapers are spinning? 
How was what was the music? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Shirley Walker it was intentionally homaging the Batman sixty six, you know, transition thing, like when they when they would oh, spin so they're trying to... Yeah. Wow. What? I didn't even put that together. Wow. That was an intentional homage to Batman sixty six right there. That's so cool. Man, so many this episode's just like we're not even like we're we're like what three minutes into like the episode. Or like, you know, and we're just so much, there's just so much that's behind this. This is why it's one of the, one of the good ones. One of the top there. That's right. One of the top there. But then of course we get to Gordon. I love, I love Gordon's line right here when, you know, he's just like doing his thing at his desk and ah! he's like, did you see Batman come in from the window? Yes. The way that the, cause like the, the, the curtains yes. and then all of a sudden the cape goes right with it. Like, ah, again, another just great animated animation transition kind of thing where it's like it's like you have like the 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 curtains blowing in the wind and then all of a sudden when they blow back and then the cape comes i'm like ah oh, just just come on right there right there right. you know have 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 a heart for an old man's blood pressure <laughs> exactly because it's like yeah dude it's like you're sneaking up on him all the time scaring the shit out of him i mean one of these days he's gonna go ah ah you know and just Grab his chest. You don't want to be part of that, Bats. You got to relax a little bit. Knock on something. I don't know. Just do anything. But, of course, that's not Batman's way. Um, but, yeah. So then, of course, you know, they have their exchange talking about it. And then Gordon um, gives him, like, a security tape that he found. No, it was a security uh, tape. He called it a home video enthusiast. That's, that's right. He did. Oh, because remember last week last week we were marveling we a, at the fact that he had like a cd wrong yeah and, and then, then was, this week oh here's the vhs we were talking about yeah week. it went back i know we were all we were impressed by the fact that there was actually a cd shown in this batman world because it's been tapes this whole time big huge honking tapes that they've been injecting into the bat computer and everywhere else but we had like an actual cd show up and we thought oh yeah it's probably like a cd-rom kind of thing of testing of course that that weapon that mr uh, maxi zeus was uh you know that he stole over there hopefully maxi zeus is doing fine by the way maybe him and the ventriloquist can eventually you know realize like hey yeah what's going on with our head out of here? A little yeah, we're like we're kind of effed up up here i think the ventriloquist a little bit more because it's taken on a whole life of its own jesus literally Christ. taking on a life yes of its own. I mean oh man i tell you what but yeah so obviously you know when we watch it at the um at the uh the bat cave you know in the bat computer Which, by the way another mm. little in tidbit here <laughs> I guess it never it never occurred to me, but Shirley Walker was on this commentary, and she really? mentioned, "Do you notice every time, unless it's some big action moment that happens later, every time we just walk into the Batcave, guess what? You never hear what score. You don't. You always hear the. You hear the. You know what that is? You know what that is? They went to Hoover Dam." And recorded the ambient noises for the Batcave. Yes. Holy shit. Yes, because you always hear the and you hear that's that's all you hear. You never wow. Jesus Christ, episode 64, which is what is it called? What is that term that an ultimate episode? The ultimate episode. Yeah. Like, no, there's so much packed into this that we just like, wow. I, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Cause yeah, every time you go into the bat cave, you never but you hear that ambiance of like what a bat cave would sound like, and you just hear the 
you just hear the bats, but I didn't that they recorded that at Hoover Dam. That's crazy. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. I love that. Jeez. Just yeah, wow. Episode 64, guys. This is awesome. I love this. Uh, but of course, yeah, we see them, of course, escaping from like outside of the whole thing. And then, of course, just you know, conveniently, because Rhino's a big dude, try to get through like a hole in the fence. Something's gonna get snagged, and his shirt gets snagged, gets ripped, and then reveals a rhino tattoo. I but I also love how Batman like zooms in on it, like grid yeah. by grid. It feels a little <laughs> bit like Blade Runner. It's like a little bit of section. Yeah, right in there before, you know, they realized that computers wouldn't be like that in the future. You know, that's what I love about those. Whole, like when you watch movies, when they were like trying to guess what our technology would be like, man, they, I mean, they were so wrong. They had all, they had some things right. But man, when it came to when it came to like when it came to uh, video technology, I oh guess they goodness. were totally off. They were totally, totally off. off. Which is funny, though, which is great. And then all of a sudden, when it got into, like, the 90s, into the 2000s, they started getting things right, you know? They started really getting, oh, yeah, there'll be touchscreen, and it'll be like this, and blah, blah, blah. And God knows what we'll have exactly. But anyways, um, so, yeah, so obviously it zooms in. So then we uh, we get Rhino, who's, like, basically just walking walking around, reading the newspaper, looking at, or well, he's probably about... What, what exactly was he doing? It was racing. It, it was the racing was forms. Like, yeah, yeah. So he was going to be betting on. He was going to be betting uh, on probably the horses, you know, probably. Yeah. yeah. So then, of course, Batman shows up. And yes, Rhino is just so huge. He's distinctively like just 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 a big, huge dude. He even towers over Batman. Well, and they I love because they do those great camera angles where every time yeah. you're like behind Batman, it's always an upshot. Yeah. Every time you're behind Rhino, it's a down it's shot. Down. Yeah. Yeah. So you really get the the size difference between these two people. And but at the same time, it's like, well, Batman just uses that as advantage because Rhino starts charging him. And it's like, well, this is a big dude. I'm just going to step out of the way and use my technique of just like, hey, or I'll jump above you and then, you know, do that whole thing. And he's just crashing into, of course, uh, trash cans and whatever the hell. How about you use that head for something other than a blunt instrument? <laughs> It's so good. It's a good, it was a good line right there. Really yeah, love yeah. that. And then I love it when the cops like show up and Batman's like, all right, pink, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, you deal with that. I just love how like, like, cause Rhino just turns and sees the cops and Batman just goes, he just grapples out of there. He's like, all right, cops are here. I've done my thing, you know? And the fun thing is, is that the guy who's the voice of one of the cops, I know that voice so well because he's a voice of a cop in Mask of the Phantasm. Oh wow! And and it's and his voice was in the trailer, so because he's like because like when we talk about Mask of the Phantasm and when the cops are like chasing Batman in that one big scene, there's like a guy in a bullhorn and he his voice ends. We got him! We got him! You know, and, you, and they use that line in the in the trailer. And so it's the same guy who's the voice of the cop in this episode. I think I remember that trailer too. Yeah. Yeah. All that's like ringing true in my head right now. But, um, you know, even though, you know, it's not like he got arrested or anything like that, but obviously when he continues on, when he's like, uh, when Rhino is leaving, he, you know, Batman's still trailing him, trailing him to the, uh, of course, the uh, the the mannequin factory or whatever, and, whatever uh, the creepy little hideout is, whatever that is, and then and then it's funny too because you start seeing like when it comes to uh, I mean it's 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 interesting because you have somebody like Rhino, this big huge honking uh, dude, he's so nervous 
talking to a puppet. Like, like he's sweating bullets. He's holding his hat, doing that whole thing. Like, I, you know, uh, and uh, that is so amazing to me because, like, I love the setup for that because, you yeah. know, he's like, I gotta, I gotta talk to the boss. I gotta talk to the boss. I gotta talk to the boss. And, and it's, and, and two of those guys are like bought in, like, like completely. Cause when Arnold, once again, they never call him Arnold in the episode, but we know what his real name is. But, you know, when Arnold goes up, he's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Scarface. I'm yeah. trying to get my beauty sleep. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And, he, and he comes out. And those two guys who are like veterans on the crew, like treat the dummy with so much respect and but fear. They, but they have one guy who's new. And he so, talks to the ventriloquist. Yes. And- so he's like, he's us. He's us because we're just kind of going like, what the fuck? Like, like you why? you see Batman's face when he walks yeah, in? Oh, he's just like. He's like, what the hell? Yeah, that shocked little go to commercial break. Like, you know, suspense cliffhanger. Because it's just like he walks out and he's like, you know, doing the whole thing. And he's just like. I was expecting some guy like dressed to the nines and being like this gangster dude, this new, this new cat here. And it, it it's a fucking puppet puppet. It's like, what? And he's just like, Oh, like what? Like just in pure shock. And it's a good, like a uh, good time for that commercial break. Which oh my was God. Great. But oh. of course this is a great opportunity to mention. And I've brought this up before, but George mm-hmm. Zunza, who's the voice of both the ventriloquist and Scarface, who so we've good. heard before uh, because he was G. Carl Francis in The Laughing Fish. <laughs> That's right. I think you mentioned something about that. Last oh, no, because once again, George Zunza, yeah. like I said, yeah. he showed up as G. Carl Francis in The Laughing Fish. He plays every appearance as Scarface and the ventriloquist. And then, like I've said before, he'll show up later as Perry White in yeah. Superman, the animated series. And then he also plays... Um, uh, forgot what the doctor's name is, but the doctor who teams up with Mr. Freeze in the Sub-Zero movie that we'll watch after season two. So right. they kept on using George Zunza because, you know, he was in the first season of Law and Order as one of the cops. So yeah. a what voice. a great performance because he, how he goes up. The, he's up here and then he just does this here, you know, and he goes, yeah, I mean, that's voice acting. That's why I, that's what I love about voice actors and that's why i wish that when it comes to some of these movies can you hire the talent as opposed to the name and spending millions and millions and millions of dollars when there's so many talented people out there you know and it always reminds me of like uh i remember i heard i think i read a story where like when robin i mean when it comes to animation robin williams and aladdin that was like something relatively new to have a name be in like you know voice acting in this big huge disney uh, production and i think he was like don't put my name on the freaking poster don't do that don't take away from the other people and all this stuff because you know because rob williams knows i mean obviously he knows he probably has many he was when it went when that time happened it's like and i just that's what i hate nowadays we've talked about it when it came to dc super pets i'm like i just hear dwayne the walk johnson and it's like can we actually get some voice talent in here and this is what i'm talking about when it comes to voice talent somebody who's actually because that's what's so great some people might think like oh the ventriloquist is one guy scarface is another but it's like no it's the same guy just like in the, the story, guy. it's the same guy, you know. So it actually adds to, you know, it's like there's just something that's just that just adds to it that makes this whole performance better. Well, and it's funny too because Bruce Tim was on that commentary, and he said he actually got into a debate 
with mm. DC Comics when it came to this episode because in the or the original ventriloquist in the comics was actually written as not a good ventriloquist. So when Scarface talks, they would write his dialogue as Scarface as if the guy really is talking like out of the oh, shutter. So like certain let like they would they would write it so certain letters weren't pronounced correctly because uh-huh. what it would sound like if you were talking out of the side of your mouth. And they got into a kind of a little scuffle with DC Comics about, no, we want him to actually be a good ventriloquist. Like, we want it for the performance. Yeah, you want to sell it to, you know, instill fear into the goons and to just be like, and Batman going, what the actual fuck is happening here? So, no, I I mean, I get that because uh, if it was shoddy, it wouldn't work as well because if you're watching this episode fresh, you're kind of going like, oh, wait a minute. Is, is the doll really? I mean, and, and even they sell it too because. Oh, they sell it so hard. And there's even like a, a second mention of blood pressure too, you know, from, you know, talking about, uh, uh, um, you know, Arnold and stuff like that. He's got high blood pressure. Obviously, he's a nervous wreck all the time. Um, but then, uh, yeah, and it's just funny too because, you, you know, the new, yeah, like I said, the new guy's going <laughs> – wait guys what are we doing you know but the other guys that we like you said have they've been they've been sold what is happening here and they are nervous talking to a puppet even rhino one of the biggest dudes ever uh but then of course when we um we we get batman sneaking into scarface's room it's almost like a thing where it's like you know if you're again watching this fresh is the puppet alive because you know he's like goosebumps like night of the living dummy yes goosebumps yes yeah Good old, uh, what is his name? Uh, R.L. Stein. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking about uh, what was the uh, the dummy's, the dummy's name? name? Oh. Strappy, Scrappy, Slappy. Sappy, Slappy. Slappy. That's what it was. It was one of those. Yes. Oh yeah, not a living dummy. Oh yeah. I uh, yeah. And then of course, and it was funny too because I remember the the, the Goosebumps movie that came out. Did not think it was going to be good. Really enjoyed that. Really actually enjoyed that with no, with I... uh, Jack Black. Yeah, I need to go back and rewatch that because I unfortunately saw that on a field trip with the entire middle school I was teaching oh, yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah twelve hundred middle schoolers ruined any kind of viewing experience I of that gotcha. movie. Yeah, rewatch it. It's actually a pretty little fun movie. Like I being I read all those books. All those books. Goosebumps were that was my thing. Like my bookshelf was goosebumps. Uh, I had some Fear Street in there. I mean, I was all about R.L. Stein. And, uh, you know, so when it came to that, like, uh, I was actually going, oh, this movie's going to suck. And I actually really enjoyed it. But, yeah, not at a living dummy. That's what we're referring to here, folks. But, uh, yeah, he goes in there. And then when he, like, I mean, it's literally, you have Scarface in there. He's, like, all tucked in nicely. Like, like, yeah, like, his yeah. eyes are closed. And then when Batman just kind of, like, taps it, his eyes open. He's like, <gasps> I mean, it's, it's a little freaky because it's like, is this thing, like, oh, what is going on here? But of course, nothing, nothing, no talk, no nothing. So he goes, okay. And then he just kind of closes the eyes again because freaky, freaky. freaky. Even Batman gets a little freaked out, you know? And then Arnold <laughs> walks in and yeah. he's like, he's sweating bullets, man. Oh, dude, He's a nervous wreck, man. Just an absolute nervous wreck. And then of course, Batman pulls him into like the other room and just kind of like just starts. To, and then all of a sudden we started getting 
Hey, dummy! We start hearing Scarface. He's throwing his voice into the other room. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, there's yeah, there's uh, there's some talent into that, you know. I guess, but it's just funny because you're still kind of going like, again, watching this episode fresh. You're kind of going, what? (laughs) What's going? What is happening here? I know, and it's so weird because now, like, I've watched like Jeff Dunham's, you know, routines. Yes, he's so he's so good, and so it's like you do realize that. No, people like legitimately can do shit like this. Like, oh yeah, when he does the uh, jalapeno on a stick and uh, Jose the jalapeno on a stick. Yeah, but there's like there's been times where he's thrown his voice into a case where you actually hear it. It sounds like it's coming out of the case, and it was like, damn, how did he do that? It's like there's just some way that they just adjust their the octave to come out. It sounds like it's like in a distance, in you know. With something that's with an uh, echo, and it's like, yes. what the hell? I, I, how is that even? Yeah, I know. It's 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 a, it's a talent, which of course you know. Obviously, when you know Batman, of course, puts a bug on his suit to be like, "Hey, what the hell is going on here?" Um, and uh, but yeah, but again, you're watching this, and you're just like, "Well, wait a minute, like, is, 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 what's really happening here?" But then, of course, uh, so when it comes to Arnold, um, uh, basically, just like kind of just going like, uh, you know doesn't really he doesn't know the operation you know even though like batman's doing doesn't know like he doesn't know anything he's just completely his his he does have dissociative identity disorder it is a completely partitioned personality in his psyche he is he does not have memories or knowledge of what the scarface psyche is doing and the same way that scarface knows nothing about what arnold's doing yeah because he doesn't know about like you know that arnold talked to batman or something like that and uh and then it was just like uh so then when it came to uh obviously we get multiple personality sort syndrome and everything and like even the bat computer is doesn't even like it was like confused like this is two distinct voices alfred's like that sounds like two voices and all this stuff and he just kind of talk and then he talks about who does he talk about natara yes referring back to that satana episode where we got the flashbacks and how he was learning how to escape and all this stuff and um so essentially it was just like uh you know throwing their voice he goes like yeah when he worked with that it's like he learned so it's like all right i know i think it's great and it's like all right so uh does batman know how to do it well of course he's batman of course he knows how to do all of that and i love how um (laughs) You know, you know, Alfred, just like a little quip going like you've had, you know, talking about the villains that Batman is facing. He's just like this one takes the biscuit, <laughs> not the cake, but the biscuit. biscuit. That's right. Yeah, the biscuit. Um, so then um, and then this was like kind of almost like a uh, it's a little bit. I mean, we don't know that the Scarface knows about the little bug uh that he's trying to set up batman but it was almost like again it just reminded me of uh the dick tracy movie when they find like the microphone and they're listening so it's like all right let's plan a heist to trap somebody in here uh so they basically do that because he's explaining like a whole new heist and um and then uh you know of course one goon is like well wait a minute what are we doing you know it's the new guy of course and uh scarface just like you know gives him the business and everything so and then he calls it like i had a premonition or something like that a prem- what do you call yeah. it one of those one of those premonitions premonition that's what i said <laughs> you dummy yeah 
<laughs> he gets he gets so defensive on how he pronounces things. And then, of course, he mentions that he smells like a little double cross that's happening. So, uh, you know, of course, it's at the harbor. And uh, and a bit, I mean, I guess they have like what a hose with like acid that kind of just melted like a. Yes. By the way, total animation goof up happens right here. Does it? I didn't see it. Oh, yeah. After they burn the hole in the side of the ship and they start to climb out of their little motorboat into the yeah. uh, into the the luxury liner, there's already platinum bars drawn like they've already. Oh, it. in the boat, in the boat. Yes. Ah, oops. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, that's right. Because, yeah, they're not stealing gold bars. They're still in platinum bars. Yeah, but when they when they when they pull into the ship, I didn't see that. I didn't empty. see it. <laughs> when they when they burn the hole to climb in, suddenly the bars are already there. Like they've already been unloading. And it's just like, ooh, somebody somebody missed something. Right. Somebody there. messed up on that one a little bit. But hey, you know, it happens. It happens. Um, and then, uh, of course, Batman shows up and man, Batman, he gets a uh, well, Rhino just pushes that whole stack of platinum bars. Oh, that would have killed Batman so hard. Oh, yeah. Would... Yeah. He would have, he would have been done for because that's, uh, those things are, I don't know, they're, they're super freaking heavy. I mean, they, yeah, there's no way, but hey, Batman's tough, you know, Batman's tough, you know, and I love how they like, they show the, the they always do like the hand thing. Like, and then, of course, pass out. You wake up and now you're strapped to the ceiling of the warehouse and talk about fucking creepy. You have the mannequins with sharp fingernails, fingernails. that are sticking out. I'm like, wow, that's like horrific right there. You tell me what's going to happen or you get the ultimate massage. <laughs> that's the ultimate hey, what massage. if I do tell you Then maybe you just get run over by a truck? <laughs> good exchange there's a great exchange right there uh but then of course you know scarface explains that he ah look what i found right here you know basically just down on that they found the uh and then i love this too because he drops the, you know exactly what i'm talking about right now yes. because he drops the little you know the, the little bug or whatever the you know the and he has to stomp on it so of course you know be the being that he's being held up, you know, Arnold has to get down and just kind of go like help him, like, you know, scratch down and smash the thing to make a statement. But it's so weird and awkward. <laughs> I love it though. Oh, no, oh. there's another moment that comes awkward even later that I'm going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I, 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 I talking about. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I love it how like Scarface still smells a double cross. Mm -hmm. And Batman calls out Arnold as mm -hmm. the, you know, it was the ventriloquist. Yeah. And then Batman starts doing a little ventriloquism yeah. up, but you can see his lips move. Oh, yeah. They have to make it known that he's now throwing a voice because now he's like basically doing Arnold's voice. Uh, because we all know that Batman, I mean, Batman's a good impressionist. We all know this. When he gets into disguise, he knows how to, you know, that's one of the talents that doesn't get recognized enough when it comes to Batman in the animated series is the fact that. Bruce, not only is he strong and, you know, he can do all leg ninja, day, we, leg yeah. day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Leg day, strong thighs, all that stuff. But man, the man can do impressions of his villains. That's for damn sure. Um, and he does this. He it was a big rock. <laughs> it was it was a big rock. I threw a rock at him. I mean, he's good. He's good. I just want to see those. I want to see uh, 
those moments where he's like practicing in front of the mirror, you know, and Alfred's going, uh, maybe not, maybe uh, add a little bit more to that, sir, you know, or something like that. You know, he's testing in front of Alfred. Those are the scenes I want to oh see. Oh, my man. God. The outtakes. <laughs> I want the yes. outtakes now. Yes, because we he's got to practice somehow. But, uh, yeah, he starts throwing his voice. And uh, and then, of course, um, uh, when, when it comes to, uh, yeah, like I said, he yeah, he was basically making it seem like Arnold. Yeah, he's the he's the one that's double crossing you. And then this is the clip I wanted to uh, to like start off with, because it's like, all right. So now he wants the goons to smoke Arnold. But it's like but then they're like, well, wait a minute. We can't like, leave the goons that. go. Um, um, boss. Yeah, and this is where exactly, I mean, look at this look on their faces right here, because I paused it at the perfect moment, because they are like, um, huh? <laughs> like, we like, want like to that, That's what? what the guy who was sold, and even he's yeah. like, um, dude. Yeah, um, like, I, I, we, we've been with you. We've been with you all the way to this moment, sir. You know, I just look at that. They're both like, ah, we're not, we can't do that, or else you can't be anything. <laughs> I'm like, but yeah, here's uh, here's this scene right here. Yeah, but boss, but hey, boss, you you know, you're <laughs> surrounded by traitors. Yeah. Okay, fine. You want something done? Watch this. Yeah. Yes. Arnold points the guy. I know. Crazy. Scarface, please. I've always been loyal to you. Oh my God, this is so, no, it's so weird. It but it's so cool. Ah. I'm hit, boys. I'm hit, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bats. Take him out. Also, how stupid is it to try to shoot Tommy Gun that close at range? I mean, that's right. not how those things work. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Huh? Oh, oh, and the, and the palm. Palm. He got a palm to the face right there. There we go. There's that jazz. So good. Oh, I love how like Batman tries to do like a good old boxing move and you know, didn't a... work. Didn't work. Damn big. Dun, dun. Oh, yeah. look at that! Come on, on. left, trying. right. So <laughs> there you go. We got him. Got him. A little bit. And look, Arnold's still like he's still holding him up. I know. It's like, <laughs> throw him off the hand. <laughs> yes. Then it eventually does happen. Ouch. Ouch. That's a knockout blow right there. Oh, and this moment coming yeah, up. This moment oh. right here. This is what, like, I mean, God, this is, this is, yeah, look at that shot right there. It's such a beautiful shot. Oh, man, the wax focus. It starts going, and then oh, bam, bam, oh, bam, oh, bam, 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 bam. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh no! And he realized he effed up too. Take a battering to the face right there. But yeah. Oh, Bruce and then Tatum this right here. Oh yeah. my god, he's crying over a dummy. Yes. Crazy. But I mean, it just shows you. And then, of course, yes, we get to Arkham Asylum. Oh my god! But but it, Bruce Tim laughed about that moment so hard. It was like, what standards and practices going to say we're shooting up a dummy? <laughs> <laughs> that's why they could have done it and that's why it looked all like that was such a beautiful little they called shot. it the <laughs> Sam Peckinpah moment where he was like bah, bah, bah. <laughs> and then you got Arnold going oh, no, you know I mean it was just a good like it's just a good little shot when it comes to that but 
But yeah, of course, naturally, shocker. Yes, of course, Arnold's going to go to Arkham Asylum because, well, well, he's uh, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. He's a little bit, uh, yeah, one flew he's over disturbed. the cuckoo's nest. Yes. So, but you know, they talk about you hear like some, you know, uh, some of the doctors or the people that work there talk about, oh yeah, he's taking, uh, you know, his By medication. The way, that doctor shows hmm. up in um, in uh, Mask of the Phantasm. He's at the mm. hospital. Nice. I mean, they, I mean these character yeah. models. Like, it's the point. There's like, oh, yeah, I know that character model. You just recognize, yeah, you're 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 totally just Leo DiCaprio. Just up oh, there, it is. There it is. But uh, you know, they're talking about like how he's you know basically taken to the medication. He's good and stuff like that. But he's in the wood shop. You know, know it's like, right? mm -hmm. but of course he is because then you know it, it's a cool scene. But it's like, why would you have this dude? in the wood shop but at the same time it, it it makes for the nice little ending where obviously he's crafting and i love how like you, he turns it around and you see scarface's face and then he goes boom and he just goes make that scar right into the cheek and it's like oh well that's like that twilight zone horror movie like sam oh, yeah. raimi kind of ending to an episode it's just like oh such a good little like the way they end it you know it's like doesn't make sense that he's in the wood shop because you probably wouldn't want this guy well, come on. we've seen them what we've seen them wearing their costumes at arkham yeah. asylum i mean <laughs> this true. place is not the but, best. but that but it was perfect for that ending just the fact that it was like with the, the score and everything and it's like the reveal and then the just like oh good stuff just fucking good stuff man Oh, this is a good episode. This is an underappreciated episode. This is an really episode is. that people don't talk about a lot. No, it, like when you talk about the top tier ones, this one kind of gets left off, but it should be up there because, you know, just just a different, um, you know, just the whole the, the psychology of it, first off, and uh, even correlating that to Batman psychology. I mean, uh, you know, again, we talk about that all the time. We talked about that last week with Maxi Zeus and the breaking of the brain and the fact that it's like, you know, this guy was like a successful person. And then all of a sudden he just took on he full on went into the character when it comes to Arnold. It's like his mind broke, but it broke into two. Like it didn't just fully just get engorged by like, oh, well, now I'm Scarface. No, he's still very much him. And Scarface is now another personality that I wear on my hands, which is just bonkers. It's bonkers, but it's so great. Yeah, yeah because you better believe, I mean, like, you know, when you, we were talking about Jeff Dunham, and uh, I think somebody said he, they saw him twice. I've actually seen him live once, and it's it was absolutely fantastic. But you better believe that, I mean, like, it's not like, you know, I'm not saying Jeff Dunham has multiple personalities, but in a way, you have to create these characters. I mean, I don't know how he can do multiple at once. Oh, well, he gets, like, all of them out at the same dude. time, and they're all talking to each other? I mean... It doesn't even make sense. And he still has to carry a conversation himself. And the way that he just like does the each voice and he'll just do like just lightning quick back and forth, have full on conversations. The fact, yeah, silence, I'll kill you, you know, and just stuff like that, you know, and he, yeah, oh, man. I mean, it's whenever a, Peanut and Jose go at it, it's just, it, 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 it they, they turn it into an Abbott and Costello routine between Jeff, Peanut, and Jose. And you're like, yeah. You're all the same damn person. I mean, yeah. and, and it makes you kind of wonder too, because like, you know, obviously when he has his, his, uh, some of his, you know, newer ones, like peanut is very much just full cloth. 
He's just like right there, and it's like there's not much that's happening. It's basically just this. It's a sock puppet. But, yeah. When it comes to his other puppets, those he's up there, and there's different levers that he's doing for eyebrows, expressions, and stuff like that. So I think maybe like you know when it comes to doing that, it's it, when Peanut and uh, Jose, you know, Jose is just on a stick and he's just doing this. Right. Probably makes it easier. But I remember one special where he actually had, I think he had Peanut have like a, a little Peanut or something like that. So he was doing multi. It was insane, just absolutely insane. But I would say, like, yeah, it's probably more difficult to do, like, if you have uh, Walter, who's more intricate, and have Peanut, because Peanut's just this. But at the same time, it's just like, it's crazy. It's it's just such a crazy art. Such a crazy art. And then think about if they became a supervillain. <laughs> exactly. We get, we get this. Um, it was a funny, uh, it was also a really interesting uh, observation on the commentary that they made was that, you know, you get all the original Batman villains that was made in like the 40s and the 50s. And, and they're yeah. all like those really old school villains. And then a lot of the Batman villains created in the 70s and 80s were basically serial killers or monsters. And that's when you get like your Zazzes, your Man Bats, your Killer Crocs, you know. And it was so weird for the ventriloquist to be created in the late 80s, but feel like this was a character that would have been created back in the 40s. Yeah, totally. It like fits that you would think. But at the same time, it's like, would they have come up with this idea back then? This crazy idea of the of the multiple person? No, that's no. what's so great. It's, I just love the layers of that. It's like, yeah, this is something that you would think that you would think that would just be like part of like the ro the but original. Would this character fits so well in the 66 series. Totally, totally would have worked so well. If it, if it was uh, conjured up then. Oh, yeah, it totally would have because it just would have fit with the campy stuff and all that. Yeah, it really because you could work it with the campy stuff. You could work it even more serious like like when it like here. No, I totally will. But uh, yeah, there you go, guys. Read my lips and um, just a great episode. Underappreciated. Definitely underappreciated. This is a good one. And um, and man, next week season finale interestingly enough episode 65 both in production order and an air date order and which is the worry men i'm not <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like one of those where it's like what is this you're gonna go out like this is the last episode really this was you know i you know this would have been a pretty good but, but it's not like you know when it comes there to were Batman, finales back then no like, there wasn't that's the thing. That's what I was just getting at. It's like, it's not like they were trying to leave a cliffhanger or something like that, where it's no, like, you oh, aired five days a week. And then yeah. you get like a week of like all new episodes. And then sometimes you get like three reruns and two new ones. Like it got to the point that you just tuned in and you were like, am I getting a new one or am I getting a rerun? You just didn't Pretty know much what it is. Pretty much what it is. So, I mean, I guess if you want to call it a season finale, not really. It is. It's just the last episode. <laughs> of the first season so of the first order of uh, you know it's it's just the last episode of the first production order exactly. you know like they go. ordered 65 episodes and it just happened to be the last episode they made yes so i i, I don't even remember this episode to be honest i'm sure i it'll, it'll do, ring I do and that's why i am i mean it's not terrible i mean we've watched <laughs> bad episodes it's just gonna be uh okay 
Like, like I, that's how I remember it. It's just a, okay, kind of episode. Well, it's going to be one of those. But then right after that, we're going to have that super, uh, you know, deluxe um, episode of Batman Phantom Minute Stream where we talk about Mask of the Phantasm. So oh, at least we have that to look forward yes, to. Yes, yes, we have that. We get to get over this little hump. And yes. then we're into the promised land. <laughs> no, we're into the promised land where we're going to have a good one right there. So uh, anyways, guys, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, we sure as hell did. And uh, makes me want to watch some Jeff Dunham after this. Definitely kind of does. I think he, is some of this stuff still on Netflix? Oh, it totally is. Yeah, there's a right. lot of stuff on Netflix. And I think, yeah, his latest stuff. And yeah, if you get a chance to see him live, it's pretty it's pretty awesome because he because he'll do crowd work also with the with all the stuff. And it's just it's just the guy's a madman. And and, and uh, if you ever watched like I think there was a documentary. Was it on Netflix? Maybe it was. I think there is a there's like a little documentary about him on Netflix or somewhere where you could watch and just kind of just get his backstory, how this whole thing came to be, because, you know, when it came to stand up comedy, everybody looked at him like a joke. And then all of a sudden he just took off and started winning awards. And they were like, what in the, com the, the comedy community? He even says like, yeah, people hated me because they hated props. They hated Carrot Top. They hated him. They hated anybody who had props at, at one point. But it's the fact of the matter is it was like then it got accepted because, oh, yeah, it's unique because it's not just somebody. It's a niche. He found yeah, his niche. niche. He found his niche. And there's been others, too. You know, I've seen others, too, that do some crazy things when it comes to singing and shit like that. I think on America's Got Talent, there was like a singing like ventriloquist, like full on going like a, it's a dude female puppet and just belting out ah! and it's just like and he of course is just going ah! and i'm like how is that possible i mean stuff like that it's pretty crazy anyways we're just really diving into the whole ventriloquist and the art of it right now but yeah it's a great episode really great episode really enjoyed talking about it so uh go ahead scott promote well, of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. I can go ahead and let you know that we will be releasing several more episodes uh, in the coming days and weeks of our Man of Steel scene by scene. A little sub show that we were doing, taking a little bit of break from the Batman to do a little catch up on Man of Steel. But of course, we're on Vero Facebook, YouTube with the entire Netflix shows at SquadcastMedia.com. I can also tease on Patreon. We have a very... Upcoming episode of Scott is a Dead Man update, you know, where we will reveal all kinds of details about that dark side statue is coming my way in about three days. <laughs> and also, I think I've talked some people into maybe something special having to do with a certain cartoon that came out this weekend. So uh, patreon.com slash quadcast media for all of that. And also, I talked about it at the end of the vodka stream, but yesterday for Batman Day, my friend Lisa over there at I Love That Movie did release my latest appearance on her podcast where we talked about Zack Snyder's Justice League. So please like and subscribe Lisa over at I Love That Movie podcast and give her a listen. She deserves all the love. There you go. Love it. And make sure you guys smash that like thumbs up before you leave. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you want to come a member, hit the join button. Do all that. Everything's down below. The social media stuff. The Patreon if you want to support that. Everything. Posted something new on the Patreon last night. All right, guys. We will talk to you uh, next week. We'll be here. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Talk to you later.